0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to go over all the top point scorers and key talking points from the Game Week 17 FA Cup fixtures. And I'm going to give a team update to show how my vlog team and best teams are getting on on Sun Dream Team. We're actually going to start with the team updates first. Um, So I've got 54 points this game week, and this is my team. So I've got David De Gea in goal, who got me zero points in this game against Everton. He actually conceded a really bad goal that went through his legs at the front post. Um, So yeah, that was was quite a disappointing one, but he got no points. I'm hoping he'll play against Charlton at home, but I'm not too sure whether Butland will be uh, ready to step up now Dubravka's gone back to Newcastle. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. That'll be later this evening. Um, Kieran Trippier, he didn't start the game against Sheffield Wednesday, he came on as a sub but it was too late for him to really affect the game and they'd already conceded two goals so minus one points for Trippier. Fabian Cher he didn't get me anything, he was completely rested for this game. Then I had Rico Lewis at the back. He was a person that I bought in as kind of a cheap option and a cheap way to get into that Man City defence. He didn't actually start the game against Chelsea, um, but he got me five points off the bench for like a five minute cameo. So, yeah, good value for money there for me. And I'm I'm hoping he'll be involved in that Southampton away game. Hopefully starting as well. Um, Bruno Fernandes. He got me a minus one point. And he's a little bit disappointing. He's been good lately, um, but he got a a minus one for the booking in this game. Um, And actually, I had him in my team because he was what we thought would be the penalty taker for Man United. Um, But Manchester United won a penalty, and it was Marcus Rashford who actually stepped up. So that's going to be a bit of a hindrance if you've got um, Fernandes. That's kind of a reason why you might not want to own him now, because he's quite expensive, but he did have those penalties. But without them, he's looking less appealing. Um, And then Matoma, who's another budget picker I've got in midfield. Um, I think he was 1.8 when I brought him into my team. Um, I think he's got two goals and one assist in his last three as well. So five-point return for him. Um, He got taken off around the 60th minute as well. So I expect him to start their next Premier League game. Um, And De Bruyne, he wasn't involved in that Chelsea game. He was rested. So he's looking to start for that Southampton game. And then Riyad Mahrez, I was quite happy with this move. So I actually had Erdegaard in that slot there. um, But... Man City have just got so many more fixtures than Arsenal at the minute. Um, so I swapped Erdegaard for what was going to be a Kanji. I was going to do Erdegaard to a Kanji when I saw the lineups. Um, but then when I realised I could have fooled it looked like a good game for him when I knew that he was starting. So I brought him in and it was a really great move, to be fair. Um, he scored directly from a free kick in the first half. Um, and then he, he he scored a penalty at the end as well. But it's quite strange because the first penalty, I thought Mares might take it. But he gave it to Alvarez. The second penalty it looked like Foden wanted to take it off of Mares, but Mares took it himself so he got two goals um, and he got the star man award as well so 18 points is brilliant for him Marcus Rashford's been absolutely on fire at the minute so he got 15 points that was a goal and assist and the star man and like I said as well so he's got penalties now as well to add to it so yeah that was maybe one of the downsides of having Rashford over someone like a Asala um, who, who has penalties as well but yeah Rashford now with penalties I just think he's such good value for money Um then Harry Kane up front he got me 13 points only the 1-0 win against uh, Portsmouth so I did think this could be a game that he would haul in but 13 points and star man that's okay I think he pretty much um, just about beat Sulla um, but there wasn't too much in it um, and then Haaland he was rested for the Chelsea game so he'll be starting that Southampton game you'd like to think So that's 54 points for the game week, total points is 1,114, my overall rank it was 16.1k but it's now dropped to 9.4k so I've got this vlog team finally into the top 10k, Um, transfers remaining I've got 4 left out of 5, that one move I did was Erdegaard to Mares, and this team's built value up slightly so it's 59 million and I've got 0.7 in the bank at the moment. Some moves I might have my eye on. Um, maybe Bruno Fernandez to Akanji if I want to get a few more defenders in there. Bruno Fernandez is going to be banned for that match tonight, which is a bit disappointing as well. Um, he might be on his way to a uh, price decrease now. Um, running into the f- sort of Friday cutoff point, so that might be a bit disappointing. And if um Man City can keep a clean sheet again, um, that will be I think three in a row now. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to move towards a more um City heavy backline. I think, um, and I think. It- is probably the most likely to get the starts at the moment. Another person that I might keep my eye on is uh, potentially David De Gea to Edison. Um, I can actually afford to make that move. Um, Bruno Fernandes to Akanji and then De Gea to Edison as well. And then that still leaves me, as long as there's no problems with price changes, it still leaves me a bit of money if I did want to switch Kane to Salah eventually. But that could change if the price changes too much. And then on to my best team, so this one got me 53 points, so only one point less than the other one. And the total points for this one is now 1,133. The overall rank is 5.5k, and that was 10.5k on the last video, so quite a drop there as well. Uh, I've got five transfers remaining in this one, and it's a 60 million team value with 1.4 million in the bank. So I've still got a fair bit in the bank there to make changes. Um, so I've got David De Gea in goal, who I mentioned previously, got me no points. I have got a Kanji in this side. So he got me eight points in that Chelsea game. And Rico Lewis got me the five. So Man City are finally starting to get some of those defensive points now. But it's just trying to find who will be the players at start or get on. Um, you've got Walker back, Laporte's back as well. So it's getting a bit harder to choose. Um, then Kieran Trippier, I've got him again. So minus one. And Fabian Scher, I've got him again in this team. So hopefully he comes back for this Leicester game tonight. Um, Kevin De Bruyne again is the same he he didn't play Mares I already had him in this team but still delivered and then Alboron he got no points in that game he didn't start against Sheffield Wednesday he came on but wasn't really involved Uh, we'll have to be keeping an eye on him now because he's he hasn't been firing like he had previously but I don't think it was really ever going to be sustainable it's just whether or not he can keep chipping along for his price Um, so hopefully he'll get a return against Leicester at home Then up front in this team, slightly different. The only difference is I've got Haaland, and then I've got Salah instead of Kane, and then I've got Marcus Rashford. So Salah got me eight points against Wolves, so he got a goal in that game and a rating. Um, So a little bit less. Uh, Kane got 13 points, but at least these teams were really identical pretty much going into the last lot of transfers. So my first and second team, I wanted to differentiate them a little bit. So I wanted to make sure I kept Salah in this one, and then I, I went a bit early on having some more City defenders. With this team and transfer plans, it's still early on in the month, so I'm not not too worried about making changes yet. But one thing I'm keeping my eye on is that if Leicester do happen to uh, knock Newcastle out of the uh, League Cup tonight, um, Newcastle have got quite a few less games than a team like Man City. Um, so I might be keen to move towards kind of a, a Man City block almost. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of considering I'd keep Trippier because he's just been so good. But that Fabian share spot, um, I could look to move him to potentially Ake. And I actually do have enough budget to move um, Almiron to Foden as well. So I think that would be, it's going to be a really City heavy team. But if I could have De Bruyne, Amaris, Foden in midfield. And then sort of three Man City defenders. Going into this uh, fixture run of City playing plenty of games. I think that could be a really good move to do. Before we move on to the FA Cup fixtures, drop a comment of how your team's got on so far this week. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them as well. and I'll. I'll do my best to answer them. Um, So, yeah, we'll move on to these FA Cup fixtures then. So, the first one I'm going to look at is the Man United-Everton game. And, like I said, Marcus Rashford got the star man in this one. A goal, an assist, and 15 points for him. And he's just been on fire at the minute. So, yeah, he's scored five games in in a row now. um, And he's got two assists in that period as well. So, yeah, seven attacking returns in five games is absolutely ridiculous. He's up to 5.1 now, and he's probably going to rise again... um, come Friday as well so I got him in just before the restart at 4.5 so he's really building up some budget there as well Um, and I mentioned it on my team update as well but United had that penalty and I kind of expected it would be Bruno Fernandes to take it but it was Marcus Rashford so that is also another perk to having Marcus Rashford in your side at the minute. He had Anthony that scored in this game he's only 3.5 million at the minute but for me it's still a wait and see on him he's still not fully lived up to his potential he's bit hot and cold at the minute so not someone I'm that keen on Um, and then you had Garnacho, who's 2.5 million so he's quite a bargain option but he doesn't always get the start but he got an assist in this game Delo, Anthony, Rashford and Garnacho were the only players to get ratings in this game and that's one to keep an eye on as well Um, Diego Delo so three points for him and a 7.8 rating he's found his way back into the side now so he might prop up as being a player to consider but everyone's sort of gone quite heavy on Sh- um, Luke Shaw since since the restart because obviously Delow was injured but it does seem like Delo's getting the minutes now but Wamba Saka has been playing quite well so I think there might be a bit of rotation just while the rest of the cup games are going on but I would expect really um, Delo to get his place back at right back <clears throat> Casemiro got close with a 6.9 rating um, and one thing to note as well Connor Cody in a bit of a mare so he scored one end and scored in the other as well in his own net so one goal and one own goal for him um, and then United faced Reading at home in the next round um, and that's been added to game week 20 on the 28th of January then we had Spurs got a one 0 win against Portsmouth probably would have expected more goals from Spurs in this game but it's a win, and Harry Kane got the star man again. So, 7.4 million he costs now. And we've got a goal, 13 points, and an eight rating in this game. And it's typical that they're just starting to find their form ahead of that Arsenal game. Um, Harry Kane's been really good in those previous fixtures. Um, so, he's got back to back star mans at the minute, and he's got three goals in two games. And then, one thing I wanted to just check out because they have got this hard run where they face Arsenal and Man City in a short period of time. But these are two games that. Spurs are historically pretty good in Um, and I had a look actually and Harry Kane's got three goals in his last two against Arsenal so I'm not feeling too confident as an Arsenal fan that we will get the result there Um, and it's probably going to still be two fixtures that are pretty good for Harry Kane. Um, Sessegnon he's only 2 million but he hasn't been starting that much he got an assist in this game and 10 points so a 7.1 rating for him he was someone that we thought could be a fairly good option for a cheap price but Doherty has been pretty much locking down that right hand side for uh, Spurs and Perisic has got the left hand side so probably not someone to consider for now um, and then the ratings, obviously they got the clean sheet points for all the defenders. But the ratings were there for Emerson, Cessignon, Tanganga. And then Sar got a rating as well in midfield. And then Spurs' next fixture in the FA Cup. They've been drawn to, away at Preston. Um, and they, they play on the 28th of January as well. Then on to an exciting game between Liverpool and Wolves. a controversial game as well. Um, Starman went to Huang. Um, he's 1.4 million and he got 13 points in this one. Um, but the goal scorers were Salah. He's 8.8 million and got a 7.2 rating. Darwin Nunes got a goal. 5.5 million. He's 6.9 rating, so just missed out on the rating there. Um, and then Guedes from Wolves got the other goal. He's 1.9 million and 7.2. So Salo and Nunes finally uh, linking up and getting on the score sheet. And Cody Gakpo played his first game as well. He didn't get any rating. Um, 6.3 it was for him. Gakpo was playing on the left-hand side with uh, Nunes through the middle and Salah on the right I think he came in at four million as a striker so not really a s someone that I'm going to consider at the minute especially with Rashford performing um, if he was a midfielder though he would have been much more appealing but yeah he was a striker in the World Cup game and he's a striker now too I've highlighted Trent Alexander-Arnold so he got four points in this game and a 7.4 rating he got an assist now um, and that's three assists in three games for him so yeah he's uh, he's starting to get those attacking returns But Liverpool's defence is just a problem at the minute. They're not keeping any clean sheets. Um, And obviously they've got Virgil van Dijk who's injured at the minute as well. So while he's chipping away with these attacking returns, I still don't think he's someone to consider until they start stringing together a few clean sheets. i have been mentioning the Salah and Kane debate. So obviously you saw in one of my other teams that I I had Salah in both of them, but I moved Kane in uh, previously to my vlog team. The reason being on that was because he did have an extra fixture over Salah. But now Salah's going to have to play in the replay against Wolves, um, as long as he does play. Uh, I did see some rumours that they might might just play some youngsters for that game and throw it, but I can't see it happening myself. Um, but Salah will now pretty much have the same amount of games as Harry Kane with this replay considered. Um, that replay is going to be on the 17th and the winner faces Brighton away. I imagine that's on the 28th of January as well similar to the other games. Then on to that Man City game versus Chelsea. and A 4-0 win for Man City and they're, they're really starting to pick up now um, and looking at the fixtures you're looking at him thinking those two Chelsea games probably look like the toughest games that they had um, for quite a while, and they've just breezed past them and got two clean sheets in the process. Chelsea really not in a good place at the minute, uh, but they have just signed João Felix, so that could be an option from Chelsea, but again, we're just going to have to wait and see how they start performing, because it hasn't been great under Potter so far, and they're down in 10th. Uh, but in this game, it was Riyad Mahrez who was the star man. He's 5.2 million at the minute and banging form, and really, he's, he's locked in that right... That right wing position. You had the Freak game the other day when they played Cancelo in that right wing position, but then Mares came off the bench to score um, to score the winner in that game. He got two goals in this one, um, so he got he scored a penalty and then he had the free kick. I mentioned them at the start, so I won't go over them again. But he did look really good. Um, then the other goal was Alvarez. And he had Foden scoring and an assist for Foden and an assist for Walker. Um, So Kyle Walker started at right back and he looked really good in this game, actually. And he doesn't always get that many attacking returns, but it was a really good assist. Um, Then Alvarez, as I mentioned, he he scored a penalty in this game. He started ahead of Haaland. He's four million at the minute, but again, like mentioning Gatpo as well, I just can't see past having either Haaland and then Salah or Kane. And then Rashford has to take that third spot, in my opinion. So Haaland, Salah, Rashford, or Haaland, Kane, Rashford seem to be the, the combination that makes most sense, I think. Unless you've got enough budget to have Salah, Kane, and Haaland, then obviously that's understandable as well. But I just don't see that you can really bring in Alvarez unless you're struggling for budget. You had a surprise inclusion for Sergio Gomez. Uh, so he got a 6.9 rating in the clean sheet points. And he did look pretty good in that uh, left back, left-wing back position. Um, not someone I'd consider because I've been burnt with him before with his red card um, keep an eye on it but I still don't think that he's that in favour with Pep to be honest and I think he's probably one of the least likely to start so when it comes to the rating points he had ratings for Mares, Foden, Laporte, Walker, Alvarez, Akanji, Rodri and Silva uh, both Rodri and Silva did pick up yellow cards though so they've got the minus points there uh, but Rico Lewis I'm going to mention him because I brought him into my team, and I know quite a few people did as well. Um, so he was 2.5 million last week. He rose to 2.7. He came on for five minutes and got five points for the clean sheet point. So that was pretty good. And then Jao Cancelo came off the bench for clean sheet as well. So, yes, yeah, like I said, there's quite a bit of mix and match going on with that defence at the minute. I do think there's a really good position to target, but it's just getting the right combination. If it's not someone that's going to start regularly, you're going to want someone that's going to come on as a sub. Um, and I think those those full back and wing back positions are more likely to be rotated than the centre back positions mid game. Um, and then back onto Chelsea, no points at all for any of their players, and obviously minus minus points for a lot of the defenders. Um, very poor around, and really, I just can't see anyone in that Chelsea team at the minute that I'm going to want to consider. I think Kepper as a cheaper goalkeeper was probably one of the best options, but even he took a battering in this game, um, and I. Don't know whether many people have kept him in with back-to-back games against Man City. So with that win, Man City are at home to Arsenal in the next round. Um, So that's going to be a tough game. And I think that leads to sort of Man City and Arsenal facing each other uh, three times in quite a short space of time in this season. So that's going to be a really key part of the season for both teams. So yeah, not very excited to watch those games as an Arsenal fan. I'm going to go on to Middlesbrough versus Brighton, which finished 5-1 to Brighton. Uh, Massive win for them. Um, and the star man was Pascal Gross. He's 2.8 million, got an 8 rating, a goal and an assist in this game. And something I saw that actually he's the 7th highest midfielder in the game at the minute for points. And that puts him above Mares and Almoron, which is pretty crazy. Um, he's been really good in the last couple of weeks. He did have a sort of period in the middle where he didn't do too much. But he did start the season really strong as well. So his points are not really equally distributed. But he is having a really good season. And two point eight. Um, yeah, it's just a really cheap price for him. Everyone's talking about Almiron, but it's just, yeah, it was just quite a surprise to see uh, Pascal Gross kind of going under the radar a little bit. Um, Then the goals came from McAllister, so the guy coming back from the World Cup as a winner. Um, He's three million and got two goals in this game, so that's pretty impressive. And that was his seventh goal of the season as well. I think he was on penalties and free kicks as well, so yeah, he's a really good player to target. Three million, it's whether or not i'd want him in my team I, f- I think i'm going to start moving towards having a team full of um mostly european players at the minute um, in terms of playing in sort of champions league europa league etc just because in the middle of february um that's when the restart's going to happen for champions league and europa league so someone to potentially consider um but for me at the moment it's not going to be someone i'm putting in my side so McAllister, two goals for him Uh, Adam Lallana got a goal and Undav starting up front got a goal in this game. The assists were Gross, Sonny March, Esther Pinion who I just took out uh, and Matoma who I've just brought in so that kind of equaled each other out. Um, But on to Matoma, so two goals, one assist in his last three and he's really been doing well with the attack and returns at the minute so if you're looking for a budget player I'd I'd recommend him to be honest. Um, I know it's going to be a tough game if he goes on to play Liverpool in the FA Cup um, and I think they've got Liverpool in the league very soon as well, but the way he plays, he's really quick, he gets in behind, and Liverpool play a really high line, and the defence hasn't been great, so I still, I still feel fairly confident that they could do something, I definitely think Brighton would score against Liverpool, so we'll wait and see, but I'm not really concerned about having Matoma going up against Liverpool, Um, If anything, I think he could have a good chance. Then on to my team, Arsenal. So it's a 3-0 win against Oxford. Um, But it was far from simple, to be honest. It was a really uh, difficult first half. They made it pretty tough. The pitch wasn't great. Um, And I was quite surprised, actually, to see so many big names starting. So we had both Martinelli and Saka starting, which was quite worrying to me. Um, I was expecting that Emil Smith-Rowe would get a start and probably Marquinhos on the other side. But we went for both um Fabio Vieira though got a star man in this game so he got 12 points he's 2.7 million and he got two assists in this game so a good performance from him uh, 8.5 rating but Eddie Nketiah also started up front so pretty much our normal front three um Erdegard wasn't starting this game but yeah Eddie Saka Martinelli are, is our normal starting front three um and Eddie got two goals in this one um, and it should do him the world of good for his confidence he's in real good scoring form at the minute so 13 points and an 8.3 rating for him and he's only 2.6 million so a real budget pick if, if you are struggling for budget or if you just wanted to take a punt on him and use budget elsewhere he is still a really good option but we have got some of those tougher games coming up um, Spurs and Man City going to be tough games that was his seventh goal of the season one thing that was um, a little bit worrying but after listening to a few Arsenal podcasts, I listened to the Ask Cast and the Arsenal Vision podcast, and um, Saka was injured late on, but from the interviews and them talking about it on the podcast, it didn't sound like it was very serious. Arteta gave an interview after and he wasn't worried, so yeah, fingers crossed Saka's all right for the next few games. Uh, Martinelli got an assist in this game, so 7.7 rating and 5 points, um, and it was a clean sheet for most of most of the Arsenal usual players really, um, not all of them started but if they didn't they came on and um, so you had Tierney, Ben White, Zinchenko, Gabriel and Tomiyasu all getting the clean sheet points. Um, the only people that really weren't included at all um, were Erdegaard, you had Ramsdale and Saliba um, that didn't have any involvement in this game. Emile Smith-Rowe, so we haven't seen him in a little while, he's come back um, and he was. I think it was Arsenal's second top goal scorer last season so yeah we've done fairly well without him so far this season um but i did expect that he was going to start it seemed like a lot of people said that he was going to start this game but it did only come on in the second half so i think it's far too early to consider him at the minute um, but ratings were for Vieira, eddie martinelli gabriel uh, mohammed el Nenny got on the score sheet rob Holding, turner in goal and tommy yasu Um, And then Arsenal are away at Man City, which I mentioned in the last bit, uh, 28th of January for that game. So it will still be inside this round of transfers. Then on to what was a bit of a shock. So Sheffield Wednesday beating Newcastle 2-1. It was Windass from Sheffield Wednesday that got the star man in this one. So I think probably the first game that we haven't had a uh, Premier League star man. But um, Bruno Guimaraes, he was the only player from Newcastle to get a rating, actually. Um, He got a goal in the 69th minute. But to be fair, Newcastle did rotate heavily um, and they did really show that there is quite a lack of depth in that team. A couple of things to note, um, Alexander Isak come back, he started up front, uh, didn't get any points in this game and I think it'll be a while till he gets back up to full speed as well. Uh, but in defence there was a lot of changes and in goal as well. So Debravka straight back from Man United in goal for Newcastle. Um, I think it was only Botman from the the main sort of block that we would consider is it's usually sort of Trippier, um, uh, Botman, uh, Dan Burn, But really, it was only uh, Botman that got the start in this game. Kieran Trippier came on, got the minus one, couldn't really affect it. Uh, Fabian Share was completely rested. Um, and then Almiron came off the bench and got no points either. So, yeah, I just think this game really showed that um, Newcastle... While their first team is really good, their first eleven's really good and they've got a few good subs off the bench. But it did show they've got a bit of a lack of uh, depth at the minute to be competing in all these tournaments. And I think they had one eye on this uh, Leicester game which is happening this evening. And just talking of that Leicester game, so that again is one that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Because with these sort of European fixtures coming up, you want to have the players that have got the most fixture potential really. So the likes of Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, for example. Um, Without European football, Newcastle, they have got the FA Cup and the EFL, but now they're out of the FA Cup. If they go out of the EFL now to Leicester, they're going to have a serious lack of games compared to some of the other teams. So that is one thing to consider if you are sort of going for a, a block or quite heavy Newcastle. Then speaking of Leicester, um, so they beat Gillingham 1-0. Uh, rare clean sheet for them. It seemed like they had a good run and then their defence all of a sudden become terrible. Um, but clean sheet in this one. And a rare Soyuncu star man. So 13 points for him, 2.8 million he cost and they got 7.8 rating. He um, had Iniacho, got a goal, and the an assist was Vardy, who's 4.1 million. But I'm going to keep repeating it. I just don't think you want to go with any of those players at the moment while you have got sort of Rashford on top form. Unless you really do have to be different. But I still think it's a little bit early to start picking out these differentials. As you can see, looking at this team, there was quite a lot of rotation there. Um, so, yeah. I don't think there were that many points that would have been scored by any of your players. And um, You had Luke Thomas. He got a clean sheet point. Um, Soyonshu, obviously star man. Vestergaard, I haven't seen him in a little while. Um, and then Tielemans did start the game as well. But yeah, a lot of rotation. Uh, one thing I did see is that Leicester have got pretty good fixtures coming up. Um, they face Le- uh, Warsaw away in the next round of the FA Cup. Um, they've got a tough game against Newcastle tonight. But they've got Nottingham Forest, Brighton, Walsall and Aston Villa so not a bad run of fixtures if you did fancy jumping on one of their players um, I'd probably look at maybe some of the defenders at the minute but I wouldn't go any heavier than maybe just the one then on to Crystal Palace versus Southampton which finished 2-1 to Southampton was um, Zaha got the star man in this game it doesn't seem like he's been scoring as many points as he usually would but he has got six goals and three assists so far he got an assist in this game um, and then the goal scorers were Edward. Armstrong, and James Ward-Prowse, who seems to be in really good form at the minute, actually. Uh, ratings were Zaha, Elise, Edward, Armstrong, Ward-Prowse, and Lee in defence. Um, Southampton will face Blackpool in the next round. So the games we've got left for this week are Man United versus Charlton, which is actually going to take place very soon. You've got Newcastle versus Leicester also tonight. Um, and then on Wednesday, we've got Nottingham Forest-Wolves, Southampton-Man City, and then Fulham and Chelsea in the Premier League. Um, so that actually that Man United game's now going to kick off um, in about an hour and the team lineups have just come out. Um, and it's not great for Dream Team players really. You've got Heaton, Maguire, Martinez, Malassia, you've got Fred, Delo, Anthony, Alanga, McTominay, Garnaccio and Maynou. Um so De Gea is not starting for me obviously Bruno Fernandes was suspended anyway but you've got Lindelof Shaw on the bench Wambasaka on the bench Casemiro, Eriksen and Rashford on the bench um, and Martial hasn't even made the squad either so not a great lineup if you had uh, Man United assets in your team That Newcastle versus Leicester game, though. Um, Newcastle have gone, obviously, pretty strong. So they've got Pope in goal. Trippier, Fabian Scherb. Botman, Dan Byrne, the typical back five that we have mentioned earlier um, Bruno Guimaraes is in Sean Longstaff, Joe Welluk uh, Miguel Almiron gets another chance to score some points for us, um, and then you've got Joe Linton and Callum Wilson uh, so hopefully we can get some points from Almiron Trippier and some of those defensive players pretty strong team for Leicester as well Ward, Costane, Amate Face, Thomas and Didi Tielemans, Albrighton, Perez Barnes and Daka starts up front with uh, Inacho and Vardy on the bench so pretty strong from both teams so i'm going to watch this and do a bit of editing Of these league cup games that are happening tonight the teams that progress are going to have a two-leg semi-final um, I had a little look on the carabao cup website and it said that the games will be at the end of jan start of february Uh, The first legs, then it said the first legs will be played week commencing 23rd of January, while the second legs are scheduled for the week commencing the 30th of January. So that's another thing to sort of keep an eye on. I think we are going to get these extra legs this side of the new transfers as well. So, yeah, keep an eye on who wins these games because it could affect your transfer plans. But that is everything for this episode. So, thank you very much for watching. It's been a bit of a different episode where it's been FA Cup fixtures. But if you have liked the video, please do like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Spotify, do give us a follow on there. We'll be back with another episode after the weekend's games. So, we'll see you on that one. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.